How many of you, and this is going to be a way out question, so get ready. How many of you in the 60s and the 70s remember the rock folk group called the Mamas and the Papas? Okay, hey, this is good, this is good. Um, now, probably their most famous hit was Monday, Monday, but the one I remember the most seemed to embody the hopes and the dreams of this season in our history. And as you remember, that was kind of a tumultuous time when there were war protests and there was racial unrest. It was a song that Mama Cass Elliot belted out. There's a new world coming, and it's just around the bend. There's a new world coming. This one's coming to an end. There's a new voice calling. You can hear it if you try. And it's growing stronger with each day that's passing by. There's a brand new morning, rising clear and sweet and free. There's a new day dawning that belongs to you and me. Yes, a new world's coming, the one we've had visions of, coming in peace, coming in joy, coming in love. Well, Mama Cass expresses the hope that always has made human hearts beat faster. The real question is, who or what can bring about this new world, this new day? Some have looked at it in political revolutions. Others have looked at it through military might. Some have looked at this new world in the bottom of a bottle or in a hallucinogenic drug. The great Swiss theologian Karl Barth thought we were getting better and that a new world was coming until in the distance he could hear the sounds of another world war booming not far away. All of the scientific technological advances have not brought about the new world that our spirit has longed for. Today as we begin this Advent season, we're going to be looking at words coming from all the way back the 8th century B.C. in the prophet Isaiah as he shares the news about a new day coming. He knows that only God, the great creator, the master designer, can bring this new world into being, coming in peace, coming in joy, coming in love. If you would, I'd like for you to follow along with me as I read from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. If you have your Bibles, read from your Bibles uh, or your pew Bibles or from the screen. Familiar passage that talks about a couple of times where a new day is coming. Listen now for the word of the Lord. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch shall bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. But he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be, like, will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. 
Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. May God add his blessing, understanding, and may God also add his application upon this the reading of his holy and inspired word. Please join me in prayer. God, we're grateful for these moments together, grateful for this season of the year, this season of expectancy and anticipation. Speak to us now. Speak to us in a way that I'm certainly not able to do. Speak to us through your word as you've done through the centuries. Speak to the people and the preacher alike. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. In verses 1 through 5, Isaiah writes about the Messiah who will bring this new day. Isaiah concludes the previous chapter by talking about the idea that the Lord will cut down some lofty trees. He's probably referring to, most scholars would say, the defeat of King Sennacherib while of Assyria. While Assyria seemed invincible, they were not able to defeat Jerusalem, which was a remnant for Israel. And even though Assyria did not destroy Jerusalem and the kingdom of Judah, the Babylonians defeated them in 586 B.C. So as we begin chapter 11, Isaiah's looking forward to that time, and he's talking about a stump of the felled Judah, or Jerusalem, which was King David's birthplace in Judah. And he talks about a green shoot that sprouts forth and bears fruit. That branch he's speaking of here is none other than the Messiah, whom we believe was Jesus, the son of David. The word Messiah means God's anointed one, whose birth we prepare to celebrate in this season. It must be noted that Isaiah's prophecy is being heralded 700 years before Jesus is born. Isaiah says that the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon the Messiah. And it brings to mind Jesus' baptism. Remember when he's baptized, the Spirit of the Lord in the form of a dove comes and rests upon him. And it says he's going to bring him wisdom and understanding, counsel and power, knowledge and great reverence for the Lord which will, in which he will take great delight. Using Eugene Peterson's paraphrase from the message, he won't judge by appearances or won't decide on the basis of hearsay. What a statement. In an era like we're living in, the, the Messiah will not be like some of the politicians who are always concerned about appearances and always concerned about the polls. Instead of appearances and hearsay, righteousness will be his standard as he brings justice to the needy and the poor. As was true in his creation, he will speak his judgment just as he created with words. And unlike so many of even the best leaders, righteousness and faithfulness will be the virtues which tie all of his actions together. Do you see how that Messiah who was predicted 700 years before his birth when he was born in a stable in Bethlehem, 
really is the only one who can bring in that new day? Unlike anyone who has ever lived on this good planet Earth, Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, has ushered in the new day dreamed about since the time that Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden. Time and time again, Jesus would talk about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, and in so doing, he was talking about that new day. The kingdom which he ushered in is only partial. It's only incomplete. It's imperfect. It still has a wonderful future dimension to it. It will always be that way until someday the king returns. Until then, we will continue to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and it shall be someday. In verses 6 through 8, Isaiah gives us a wonder-filled glimpse of what that new day will look like. When we look at that idyllic setting portrayed in these verses, we see a place of ultimate peace and harmony. In essence, it's a Garden of Eden restored. It is a glorious picture of the complete, perfect kingdom which Jesus will bring and over which he will rule with great glory. When you stop to think about it, as David McKenna puts it, wolves, leopards, lions, bears, and cobras are deadly enemies of such defenseless creatures as lambs, goats, calves, cows, and infant children. Yet, in the reign of Christ, God promises not only righteous judgment for the needy in society, but also peace for the helpless in creation. Such a radical reversal will come about when the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord. I believe that the knowledge of the Lord here has the idea of a future time when all of us, all peoples, will know and acknowledge and experience the full reality that the Lord is the only true God of all times and seasons. It will be understood just as people understand that the waters cover the sea. Because Jesus has come as the Messiah, and that first new day has come and we can look back upon it, then we can be assured that that second wonder-filled, euphoric new day will also come. Yes, someday it will be coming in peace, coming in joy, coming in love. On this first Sunday in Advent, as we prepare to celebrate together Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, we look back on his life, his body broken, and his blood shed. We look back on his triumphal resurrection. But in this holy meal, we also look forward. We look forward to a day when he will still come. And we look forward with great anticipation. We say, for whenever we eat this bread and we drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It would be fair for you to say to me, okay, Jim, that's great. I, I get all of this, but uh, so what does it have to do with me? What does it have to do with my life where I live each day? Well, dear friends, these two pictures of a new day coming make all the difference in the world. In fact, believing that Isaiah's Messiah is Jesus 
is hugely impactful for each one of our lives. When we place our trust in him, allowing Jesus to become our Savior and Lord, knowing that he is the one who was prophesied by Isaiah and the one whom God sent, he brings us forgiveness, peace, joy, and hope. Believing that Jesus is the one who was born as the shoot from the stump of Jesse and that he died to wash away our sins has radically changed and transformed my life. And he can do the same for you if he hasn't already. In addition, the glimpse of that future day, that day which is yet to come, can bring us comfort and can bring us hope. You may feel broken and wounded today. Praise God, there's a new day coming. You may be in despair about so many things in your life and your world. Praise God, there's a new day coming. Possibly there are people who have disappointed and disillusioned you. Praise God, there's a new day coming. You may be filled with fear and anxiety as you experience the uncertainties of this life. Praise God, there's a new day coming. You could be feeling the pangs of separation and loss. Praise God, there's a new day coming. And it's coming in peace. It's coming in joy. It's coming in love. One Sunday morning, and some of you will be able to relate to this, a man woke up early in the morning with his wife and children still asleep, and he thought, some time to myself. He quietly walked downstairs, brewed some coffee, took out his newspaper. Three sentences into the article, he heard the shuffle of little feet as his wee daughter descended the stairs. He said, oh, honey, go back to bed. But I'm not sleepy, she insisted. Determined to read his paper, he again urged her to go back to bed, to go back to bed. And again, she told him she was not tired. Looking at his newspaper, ah, he conceived a plan. And the paper was a huge picture of the world, which he quickly cut up into small pieces, handed this to his daughter with some scotch tape, feeling very proud of himself. And he instructed her, go sit in the dining room and see if you can put the world back together. His daughter accepted the challenge with glee, and he quickly returned to the kitchen, his coffee and his paper. After just a couple of sips of coffee and a few paragraphs of the paper, his daughter came bounding into the kitchen. Daddy, Daddy, I'm finished. And there she showed him the picture of the world put back together. Amazed, he said, sweetie, how did you do that so fast? She replied, oh, it was easy, Daddy. On the back side of the page was a picture of a man. When you make the man right, you make the world right. Oh, dear friends, in a similar way, only Jesus can bring order to this world. He is the man right who can bring a new world. He can put your world back together. Let us pray. God, thank you for the chance to spend these moments together. Continue to speak to us as we share this holy meal together. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.